Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB presents information from and about accredited businesses so that consumers are better informed about products and services they're purchasing. COVID-19 had a major impact on business during the initial lockdown and continues to be a major factor as we've moved into this reopening. Strategy is an accounting and tax consulting service that works with clients online. Nicholas Coburn is the president of this company based in Dorchester, and he's joining us this morning to give us an overview of things to consider as we prepare for this coming tax season. Good morning, Nicholas, and welcome to Ask BBB. Good morning, Monica. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's learn a little bit about strategy. Um, You know, you offer online and virtual services. Were those services really established to help cope with COVID-19, or did you actually offer online and virtual services from the get-go? Yeah, we were established uh, from the get-go. It's uh, a relatively new company. We legally formed in November 2019. Um, It was kind of a culmination of my years of experience in government, industry, big four, where I sort of had this pursuit of being able to really add value um, to the full tax accounting function from data entry to the final delivery. Um, But realizing that there's synergies and standardized processes that can, you know, be implemented in the finance department as well as the whole organization. So we really wanted to focus on Um, creating value and becoming a business partner. And ultimately, one of the ways that we um, decided that we needed to do this was to offer, you know, a cloud-based accounting and tax solution, Um, being able to provide companies with the ability to work remotely, um, cut down on their commute times to save time, cut down on manual processes. So we um, definitely created our business with that premise in November 2019. We digitally launched in February 26th of 2020 and probably about two weeks later it was friday the 13th of march that our kids came home uh, from school not to return for six months and then businesses closed and travel started to be restricted and we found that as a business we were um you know well positioned to start helping with all the covid measures um helping businesses you know turn to more cloud-based solutions so they could work uh have a back office that worked remotely um the way that we were able to kind of sustain our business and build um, during a pandemic was the fact that we adopted um, SEO analytics. And that would be my advice for any business starting out and and a business that's really trying to uh, determine where to go from here is to find someone that can help you identify um, SEO analytics for your business, your industry. What are your clients searching online? What are they, what are the keywords that they want to know and answers that they're seeking? Um, and uh, we've been able to use um, a company that has really been able to open our eyes to what the tax and, and accounting world um, is looking for and how we can you know, add value to our website and add value to our conversations. Um, so through that whole um, process, it's been, a, it's been a learning process, but we've been able to build strategy to be a value-add business partner. So as a virtual accounting firm, Um, Are you then, you know, helping businesses use existing accounting programs or do you also have proprietary programs that you use or that you encourage your clients to use? Like how are you, like how flexible are you in being able to support your clients? 
Um, yeah, so we, we definitely use um, existing accounting programs, but we stress all things cloud-based. Um, so we work with existing programs such as QuickBooks Online and Xero with an X, X-E-R-O, um, in terms of cloud-based accounting platforms. Um, the, the reason for this, I mean, you can think of it if you had a client that's out and they're buying materials for a construction project and they have an invoice in front of them, they can click you know, take a picture of it with their phone, immediately flip it into um, a receipt capture or, or their cloud accounting. Uh, we can see it immediately. We can tie it and upload their bank information immediately. And pretty well by the time they get back to their office or construction site or home at the end of the day, their financial statements are all prepared and updated with that purchase. Um, as well as the audit documentation is there because the receipt is captured and their GST is, is prepped. So. That is, um, we are all about the cloud and because we're virtual, we kind of remain in the cloud. So in terms of flexibility, um, we can do all things in the cloud. Uh, we typically don't work with um, desktop applications um, just because is a limitation in terms of that virtual connection. And as a smaller firm, we wanna make sure that there's continuity, that if anything were to happen to us, um, our, all our clients need is internet and they have full access to all their information, their backup documentation and financial statements. So we work within the cloud. Um, there's lots of accounting programs that are out there, but we typically use QuickBooks Online and Xero. So if you're working with somebody, um, I'm assuming you, know, you would make some recommendations then for some changes if you feel that that would be necessary. Um, but even just for collecting, collecting or capturing financial information throughout the year. Sometimes with small businesses, uh, you know, shoe boxes has been a thing yeah. that people have used, right? For and sure. so um, can, you know, do you recommend apps or programs for people that can help them collect their financial information throughout the year so that at tax time, they're maybe a little bit more organized? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, the apps that there's a, a whole host of apps out there, but we we provide basically a base package in terms of clients, in terms of yeah, setting up a back office function from initial data entry, and and specifically to those apps we use HubDoc and Receipt Bank. Now we wouldn't necessarily use both of those with the same company. Um, both of those app programs work phenomenally well. Uh, recently, I think we leaned more towards Receipt Bank. Um, now I would say for a client that's really starting out and has a low level of transactions, what Receipt Bank and HubDoc um, can do, QuickBooks and Xero or your accounting platform, cloud-based accounting platform can also do in terms of taking a photo of a receipt or emailing an invoice directly into the accounting platform. But for companies that have like a large shoebox or have you know a, a high level of uh, or high volume of receipts and, and bills coming in on a monthly basis, um, something like Receipt Bank um, is going to save you probably a week of time at the end of the month. So again, you're taking a photo of a receipt as you receive it or that shoebox. Um, if you have um, suppliers, monthly suppliers like your telephone company or utilities or a supplier for materials that you use, you can have them uh, for large companies like um, the Bell companies or telephone companies, you can have your invoices directly, receipt bank directly fetch those invoices and bank statements. Um, and then for suppliers, you know, you go pick up some hardware or, or lumber, you can have that email directly to the receipt bank email that's specific to your company. What that does is from there you build in rules that starts to read the information and all the information on the receipt is then 
ready to go into the account that you want, the, the tax is collected, the dates are collected. You just click publish, it goes into your accounting platform, which is taking the information from your bank. And all of a sudden when you click on banking, you're gonna see all these beautiful green matches, um, which means that they've taken the receipts from Receipt Bank, they matched it to your bank, and literally with a few clicks of the button, you've reconciled your bank, you've got your audit documentation in the event that you're ever audited, your financial statements are updated, your GST and HST return are pre-populated, um, and you, yeah, you've got a set of financial statements that you can easily flip to an accountant or 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 give access to your accountant so that they can come in and complete the tax return. So it's just by implementing these, you're taking like the complete manual data entry um, process away. Um, you're you're reconciling your bank, so there's no stacks of paper and paper and pens scratching out and trying to match batch deposits and all that. It's definitely a recommended tool. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is Nicholas Coburn, who is president of Strategy, an online accounting and tax consulting service. Our conversation continues after the short break. Welcome once more. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, the director of marketing and strategic initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest today is Nicholas Coburn, president of Strategy, an online accounting and tax consulting firm. So, Nicholas, the COVID-19 support programs are almost a moving target right now. So let's talk a little bit more about how businesses can keep up to date with some of these available programs. We've spoken about software that can keep our receipts tracked. But do you help clients keeping informed with some of these other, especially government programs that are available to them? Yeah, we definitely do. Um, yeah, as you said, it is a moving target, so and it's ever changing. Um, when I was just going through the list of some some programs that are of value, I realized just last night that there's already been changes and they're starting to extend uh, right through June 2021. Um, so you got to keep on top of it. So typically, if you're out there googling and wanting to know from an individual business or another demographic um, what's out there, um, I say Google because the URL is massive. It is within the Canada.ca. So when you're Googling, that's the start of the URL you want, but you want to Google the Canada COVID-19 economic response plan. You Google that and find a URL that starts Canada.ca. You're going to find a phenomenal tool that lists all the programs that are available, those that have expired, but maybe you can retroactively apply to. Um, and some of the current programs that are still available and having tweaks. A couple kind of key ones that are out there and have been extended um, have been the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy. Now, this has typically been the 75% subsidy, and it has a significant amount of eligibility requirements, but one of those was um, a requirement to have at least 30% revenue drop from either the current period to compared to 2019 or the average sales and revenue in January, Feb 2020. Starting in period five, which runs from July 5th to August 1st and forward, that 30% uh, requirement has been dropped. So realistically, if your business has suffered any drop in revenue, um, it doesn't mean you're going to get 75%, but realistically, it should mean that you um, your revenue drop is essentially what your wage subsidy would be. Now, starting in September, well, after September, there's more changes and, and the drop won't necessarily equal your revenue drop, but still, if you think of a company that maybe wasn't able to qualify for the wage subsidy and has a million dollar payroll, and now all of a sudden they should qualify for 15% of that, you know, that's a significant amount of money that they could um, be able to recover. 
additionally, the Canada, or Canada Emergency Business Account, that was the $40,000 interest-free loan. Um, that, that program was essentially that if you paid back 30,000 by December 31st, 2022, you got to have 10,000 forgiven. So essentially it became a grant of $10,000. That has also been extended. And right now it's been extended so that the interest-free loan portion will be 20,000. However, the 10,000 grant portion or forgivable portion is still in there. So again, if you paid back 10,000 by December 31st, 2022, you keep 10,000 and again this is interest free so there's really no risk in terms of you know having additional cost burden with th that loan it used to have a certain amount of a minimum payroll requirement of $40,000 in 2019 and then that dropped to 20,000 and then again they've dropped it so that there's no payroll requirement but there's a $40,000 non-deferrable expense requirement non-deferrable expenses are things like insurance property tax you know, debt payments, salary, subcontractor costs, things that essentially you can't defer till later. So if you have over 40,000, but you didn't have payroll, so this is more for the self-employed individual, um, there's a good chance that you should qualify. You just need to remember that if you've received subsidies um, from COVID measures, you need to reduce that um, 40,000 or your expenditures by that subsidy. So it's something to keep in mind. They've extended or brought back a Canadian emergency rent subsidy. So there, there were rent subsidies, but they've extended this measure. And essentially now there's an opportunity for up to 65% rent subsidy, which will actually go to the tenant. So if you have a commercial property with commercial tenants, there is a rent subsidy starting that you can retroactively apply back to September 27th. And all indications is that this, will, this program will actually run through June, 2021. And if you have a business that was forced to close, you can actually get an additional 25% on top of that 65%. So again, a good opportunity would be 90% of your rent covered. I guess a couple other programs just to look out for as they're on the horizon is, and there's more details to come, they've just been announced, but um, those businesses that uh, supporting Black-led business organizations and Black business owners, there's going to be funding specific to those entities. So it's been announced, it was announced in October, more information is to come, but on the, the website that we referred to, there's a link there um, to, to follow through. And, and when more information comes, you'll want to make sure you check that out as well. And I guess one thing I would just add, when you receive a government incentive or subsidy for tax purposes, that is taxable income. So keep that in mind in terms of if you receive it, it, it is a windfall, but there is a, it needs to be added back for your taxable income. And then if you also have any R&D tax credits or transfer pricing calculations, you need to factor in uh, the subsidy as well. Um, and sorry, for transfer pricing, you, you don't want to factor in the subsidy. So that's a little bit more technical, but there's just tax implications that you need to, to consider for some of these. But these programs are still available and they're running through the end of the year and in some cases to next June. You're listening to Ask BBB and our guest is Nicholas Coburn, who is president of Strategy an online accounting and tax consulting service. Our conversation continues after the short break. Welcome once more. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest today is Nicholas Coburn, President of Strategy, an online accounting and tax consulting firm. When we're thinking about taxes, we usually think of April as tax time because that's really when individuals' income taxes do. But for businesses, deadlines are throughout the year. 
is this something that can be a challenge for some small businesses because, you know, of having both things to have to, both times of the year to have to work towards? Um, yes, and definitely for those clients that are still either, you know, you mentioned the shoebox, that example, or, or a desktop application. Um, where we, Again, where we really stress cloud-based is that um, if you're, let's say, a GSE-HST or a monthly filer or a quarterly filer, and we all know that you know, month-end, quarter-end sneaks up before we know it, and then there's this rush to do, do we capture everything? Have we captured our sales? Um, have we you know, obviously reduced the amount of HST we'd have to pay by making sure we had all the HST that we've paid um, as an input tax credit? Have we captured all that? Um, you know, going back to our example with Receipt Bank and, and QBO, you're able to then capture your receipts, you're able to populate your, your HST return in real time. So when month end comes, you know, you have what you need. So that's where I would really stress, you know, the advantage of using these cloud-based tools is that when reporting deadlines come throughout the year, um, you're putting yourself in the best position to, to not have that deadline sneak up on you. Um, I would probably stress, especially for anyone that has cross-border, I know obviously right now maybe that's less of an issue, but a lot of companies that are in the area um, may be part of a multinational. Um, typically Canada would be the subsidiary of a parent in the U.S. or vice versa. Um, or they're maybe, you know, have a niche where they needed to have someone come up from the U.S. Uh, to do some consulting or servicing of their facility. Those types of transactions quite often uh, require withholding tax if there's been no waiver um, filed. These types of um, reports and cross-border transactions unfortunately quite often get overlooked and they are um, ripe for the picking in terms of audit. So I, I always want to make sure that all entities are thinking if you have a cross-border transaction or you have someone coming from a different country to Canada to work in Canada for you, there most likely is going to be withholding tax obligation. And it's important to identify what that may be and what the reporting deadlines are. You know, a lot of people are working from home, as we've mentioned, and it's something that you've been doing for some time. Does that change their status in the eyes of the CRA? Um, can ordinary people now who are working at home, uh, uh, does that affect their tax? Yeah, so the kind of the long-standing rule in terms of when you uh, work from home, typically the rule is that you need to work from home essentially 50% of the time. Um, and realistically, as a target, you need to be working from home as a requirement for your your job and, and essentially your, your meeting and clients there. Um, and uh, again, it's that 50% threshold. So when that's the case, what needs to happen is that a, an employee um, – ask their employer for a T2200, which essentially lists that, yes, this, this employee is required for the job to work from the home. Um, and then as a result, you, as a home office, there are expenses that you can claim. Now, what's unique about obviously 2020 is that a lot of employees that maybe weren't typically home office employees became home office employees. Um, so definitely for those employees that now work remotely and as a part of their job are required to, or because of coronavirus are, are required to, um, if they meet the 50% threshold, definitely ask for a T2200, definitely keep your receipts and you should qualify. Wow. Okay. So that might be something that people spend a little bit more time thinking about this year and they may actually need an accountant or some advice to help them with if that's something new for them. 
If somebody's listening now and they think they'd like to convert to uh, this online uh, application, uh, how A, would they get in touch with you or, or uh, how would you assess them? And B, if they're looking for a firm that does the same thing, what are some of the things they should should know about that firm? Best way to get in touch with myself is through our website, uh, www.strata-g.com. Dash tax.com. Um, bit of a tongue twister, but uh, Google us, strategy tax. Nicholas, we want to thank you for the time that you've taken to enlighten us on this whole new world of cloud-based accounting. Thanks very much for your time this morning. Thank you, Jim. It's been a pleasure. And Monica, thank you very much. Our guest has been Nicholas Coburn, who is the president of Strategy, an online accounting and tax consulting firm. Now that's all our time for this edition of Ask BBB. If you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And if you're interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, visit us online at BBB.org and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.